Go with me to Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, we're going to read from verse 27. If you got your Bibles with you, let's, let's skip to verse 20. From verse 27 to verse 31. You got your Bibles with you, you can, you can turn on your Bibles, you can turn the pages. If you haven't brought it, you can look at the screen. If you want a Bible, you can pick one. There's a New Testament you can pick as many Bibles you want. It's free. It's just right at the entrance. You can pick as many Bibles as you want and you can give it around to people. Can we put the verses online as well for our online believers? And come on. Are you ready? Let's, shall we read it together? Yeah? All right. Three, two, one, go. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord Oh my goodness, looks like we need strength to even read Bible this morning. What? Where are you people? Are you even here? But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. I can't even hear you people. Alright, let's read it again from verse 29. Go back. Okay. There you guys. Next. Amen. I thank God for the title that God has given this morning because looks like you all needed it. The title that I'm speaking this morning is Living Under God's Strength. Living Under God's Strength. Many of us are going through many things and we are going through things one after another. Have you ever experienced that? You just feel like you, something just got started and it just ended and as, it was, as you just thought, oh my goodness, I say thank you. By the time you finish, thank you, Lord, second problem began. Have you ever experienced that? You have not experienced that? Not yet? Not yet, Sharon? Oh, you are experiencing that? Even Sharon has experienced that. Something or the other keeps coming up and one after another, one after another, one after another, we keep facing problems. And as you keep facing problems, relatively speaking, you know, first thing that affects you is your mind. Your mind and then your body. Your mind gets exhausted. And because your mind is exhausted, your body also becomes tired. And when your body becomes tired, everything and anything that you do is not out of motivation, is not out of joy, it's not out of happiness. You just do it for the sake of doing it. How many of you have been there? Yeah? Many of you can relate to this. And, and with, with this aspect in mind, 
Look into your spiritual life, the condition of your spiritual life. Your mind is exhausted, your body is exhausted, and, and then the pastor is speaking about, we all need to serve God. We all, you know, there's Vision Sunday. God has kept something great for us. We need to keep moving forward. Come on, church. Let's rise up. Let's march. Let's go forward. And everybody is like, It's like a slow motion. It's because that constantly we are going through something. And your spiritual life is also drained. Spiritually you don't feel anything and you feel like there's nothing left inside you. Have you ever felt that? There's nothing left inside me. It feels like God is absent. And many times, many times, when you feel this way that God is absent, you don't want to run to Him. Rather, we end up running from Him. Rather, we say, oh, I just don't know. I can't feel God's presence anymore. I don't even know if God is there anymore. And we start running away from Him into the things where we feel that we find comfort through things that are not of God. We attach ourselves to people. We attach ourselves to relationships. We attach ourselves to material things. And we start feeding our heart and our mind with those things that are not supposed to be fed. And then we come to this place. The place of questioning. Have you ever questioned your life? Nobody has questioned life. You've never questioned life. You have not started living then. You all not have no problems, huh? I pray, Lord. <laughs> problems. No, I'm joking. Take it back. You're not blessed. Don't worry. <laughs> we question God. We question the existence. We question our existence. We question if everything that we do, is it going right or is it going haywire? We question, we question, we question. We start retreating ourselves back into this cave that we build for ourselves and we go inside and we feel comfortable and cozy inside this little cave of our mindset that we have built for ourselves and we don't let anybody in. We don't let God's word in. We don't let the power of the Holy Spirit to come and work. You don't let good, faithful Christian friends, people who believe in you, to come and encourage you. You don't let them in. You are so safe inside your cave. But the Lord is speaking this morning to all of us. He's ready to break you out and set you free this morning in Jesus' name. Because it is important to run to Him rather than running from Him. When you face these kind of situations, when you psychologically and mentally go through these kind of problems, don't run from God but run to Him. But, but how do I do that, Pastor? How do I do that? I have too many questions that is unanswered. 
It all depends on the condition of your heart. Let me say this, and if you're writing notes, you can write this down. You can ask God a question, but you cannot question God. If it makes sense, it makes sense for you, but I'm going to explain that in a minute. I see some smiles across here. Hmm. You can write this down or make a mental note, all you intel people. You can ask God a question, but you cannot question God. You can ask God a question. It's a request. God, I just don't understand why you allowed this into my life. Can you teach me? You ask God. You request God. God, I, I just don't understand why this is happening. I just don't get it. I, I, I don't know where I went wrong. God, I just don't know. You can keep going on with those kind of questions, but your heart is still at a place saying that I still trust you. And I know that you will, the one who is faithful is able to give me the answer. So which means that God will give answer to you at your request. And sometimes he might not. He has that choice. Because sometimes if he gives you the answer right now, you won't be able to handle it. So he knows when and where and how to speak to you. Do you have the rights to ask a question to God? 100% yes, you have the rights to ask a question to God. But do you have the rights to question God? What is the difference? is when you challenge God with your questions. God, I don't understand why you allowed this in my life. That's fine. But if you say, are you a good God? Now that's a question that is not God is pleased with. You can question what you're going through, but you cannot question the nature an existence of God himself because he is beyond that. He's beyond that. He's beyond that. And it breaks his heart. Imagine as a parent you correct your child and your child is, um, you know, going through something. For example, recently um, we took Zion uh, for her yellow fever vaccination. And because we are traveling to Africa tomorrow and, 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 and we did this and then when she went through this vaccination and, and, and they put this, brought this needle to her and she started wailing and crying. You know, two, three people had to hold that tiny little thing down. <laughs> right? And, and she was like so much in pain and, and they gave her the shot and she was crying and she was, all, she was crying as if the needle was still stuck there. She was like, I, I won't look at it. They poked me, daddy. They poked me. The blood came out. They poked me, daddy. So she was just crying and crying and crying. Now, as a daughter, she could say, why did you allow me to do this? Why did you let them poke me? But I know if I don't let them poke you, you're not going to be strengthened for what is about to happen in your journey. I know that it's good for you, even though it's painful for you. 
And it's okay for her to say, Daddy, why did you let me go through this? But if my daughter turns around and says, do you even love me? Are you really my father? I want a DNA test. If you're really my father, this would not have happened. I want a DNA test now. Do you think that's a reasonable question? Now that's what we do with God many times. That, and there is this, this thin hairline of, of, of difference between asking questions to God and transitioning into questioning God himself. The question I have for you today is, where are you? There's a thin hairline. And many times the enemy takes us into challenging God that breaks his heart. Whenever you feel lost, feel absent, that God is not there near you, I want you to remember this. Retreat to the character of God in the midst of your crisis. Remember who your father is. Remember who your God is in the midst of your crisis. You see, this is how it starts in verse 27. Oh, Jacob, how can you say? This is where Jacob is struggling. There's a, there's a, there's a fine line between question, asking question to God and questioning God. And Jacob is saying, oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God. He is the creator of all the earth. He is the creator of all the earth. If you go back to a few verses, in verse 26, in verse 26 it says, Look up into heavens, who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. If God can do that with stars, do you think you will go missing when you face crisis? Do you think you will lose all your strength because you're going through pain and tribulation in your life? No, you won't. No, you won't. In fact, through pain, you can understand and experience God's strength even more. Hello? Through pain, you can understand and experience God's strength even more. We need pain to understand God's strength. You need to experience weakness so that you will know what strength is like. Otherwise, you'll never know. The beauty of verse 26 is that, look up into the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army one after another, which shows that God is mighty and powerful to create all those things, right? But here comes the second part that I really love. It says, he brings them out like an army one after another, calling each by its name. 
which means that god is mighty and powerful to make all things and create all things but he is also personal to know you by a name he is mighty and powerful to create he is also personal god to know you by your name to know you by your name can you show me one prime minister in this country or in any part of the world can you show me one king who knows every single citizen of their nation by name let's start with prime ministers who are in the country first can you show me any leader who knows everybody by their name knowing somebody by their name satish god walks in and say satish god walks in and calls you by your name it's so personal right people how, anybody doing marketing and sales anybody marketing anybody in marketing and sales in this in this church yes we have isn't it one of the strategies that you use to address people by their name rather than sir your clients usually by name and why do you do that because it makes it personal it makes it personal is it possible to uh, remember everybody's name it's impossible when they try to send messages now they've coded messages in such a way that it says you know when you get a message from max lifestyle or amazon or wherever it says hi kenneth and say oh hi <laughs> nobody messages me at least max you message me Hi Geddy, we have a great offer. Oh, it said hi Geddy. They know my name. It makes you feel special. It gets something in it does something in your system, right? It does something in your mind. Can you just imagine the God who created heaven and earth and all the stars, all the stars. They're still trying to figure out how many stars are there. and they just can't put a number on it they can't put a number on it and god says the one that you cannot count i know them all by their names by their names i am mighty and powerful but i am also personal just because i am mighty and powerful doesn't mean i'm a distant god i am also personal but here comes another thing in the same verse in the third part it says because of his great power and incomparable strength not a single one is missing not a single one is missing which means that god is mighty and powerful to create anything he's personal enough to know you by your name and he is strong and sufficient enough to sustain you for the rest of your life for the rest of your life for the rest of your life you see in verse 28 you know it goes to show it goes to show that he's an everlasting god 
he's an everlasting god how do i live under the strength of god when you know your god you find strength you find strength you find strength how many of you have been part of like sort of gangs in your colleges not like serious you know russian mob type i'm <laughs> like you know these little gangs that we you know form in in colleges how many of you been part of that even if you have your own friends group and you act like gangsters and you know like a gang and you know you're probably in lkg and you still walk around <laughs> like you're a gang have you seen kiona kezia zayen and abigail walking around in the church they're like this gang and they're so tiny and there is this gang mentality do you know that uh, we we are we are that's that is a perfect example to show that god has created us to live within community right and there's this clan mentality and gang mentality and 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 have you seen when you when you're around that group of people you feel stronger you feel stronger you feel like you have a great and a mighty army <laughs> you're like ah come we'll see guys who've been in college you know what i'm talking about you'll be sitting in that kutti chevre with your gang with all the get and you'll be giving stares at people and going walking past and all that everybody thinks oh man these guys you know they give salute and all that and then one guy hey who's got money for tea hello <laughs> ah what's on wait wait one second one second. hey no da okay da see you tomorrow even if we shake those people not even a single penny will fall out of their pockets worth nothing but gang gang you find sort of a strength in being in that sort of environment but you need to understand we are wired to be part of god's gang but not with sort of a gangster mentality but part of god's community i find great strength when i'm part of the church i find great strength because the strength of the church the source of the strength of the church is from god alone he is the head and i find great strength if i don't attend one service it's like a mobile phone that is not plugged in to recharge if we miss one service oh man many people who join online often tell me this uh, we traveled we joined online but it's not like being here why gang mentality <laughs> being together we find strength from each other that is why it's so important that you come here as well on a sunday morning because you receive strength and you also share strength you also share strength so we find strength through the church we find strength through god's believers we find strength in serving him we find strength by being together by eating together by laughing together by crying together by praying together by telling about our stories from our childhood together 
by talking about our failures and our successes together by glorifying the name of Jesus together by lifting up praises together we find strength living in God's community is so important so that you will also live under God's strength somebody say amen he's an everlasting god you see in verse 31 let's go to verse 31 it says uh, before that sorry verse 29 it says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless how does he do that and he's comparing even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion which in other words it's saying as i saying that you know your strength is not from your age your strength is not from your physical body your your strength is not from from what how many weights you put on or how many weights you lose your your strength is not from that but god gives you a different kind of strength a different kind of strength a new strength that no man could ever give you what is that verse 31 it says but those who trust in the lord will find new strength those who trust in the lord will find new strength what does it trusting in the lord look like you know what trusting in the lord looks like even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working it takes faith to trust in the lord it takes faith to trust in the lord it takes let me say this one you will not like it but i'm going to say it anyway it takes time when you trust in the lord it takes time it will delay when you trust in the lord somebody shout woo hallelujah nobody's excited about that i want to get married and you know it I am single because I want to mingle. Those who trust in the Lord shall eat biryani at their wedding. <laughs> When you trust in the Lord it takes time. When you trust in the Lord and you say God I trust you with all my heart. Oh really? Okay, let's get to work. He puts you through a process. He takes you through a season. He takes you through people and relationships and brokenness and mending and molding and 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 stripping you apart and and making you stronger and stronger and stronger through one after another one after another one after another it is like a hammer hitting the rod bang bang one after another This is why I don't trust in the Lord No you got to trust in the Lord It takes time It means you got to wait but not passively but actively. Waiting is not passive. It what you going to do when you trust in the Lord? You say God, take me into a deeper relationship with you. I want to go deeper and deeper with you. Tighten your relationship with God so that when the wind comes, when the wave comes, you are so tight with God, nothing will shake you. You will not be the the loose hair that hangs you'll be like the plaited hair when a hair is plaited together to 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 
three strands. Everybody's like, oh, pastor knows plaiting. <laughs> Never done it, guys. My wife does it, and I watch. When your hair is plaited, and it's so tight, it's all tied together, it's stronger. And when it's stronger, no matter how hard the wind blows, you still have your hairstyle. But when it's all head and shoulders and silk style, it's all over the place. And many of us, when we are trusting in the Lord, God puts us through that plaiting experience where he takes one strand at a time and he ties it through every situation. You have health issue, that's a strand and that's a way of God putting a plait and making you stronger with him, with him. Then there's something, another crisis, second plait. Another crisis, the next strand. Another crisis, the next strand. And he keeps building your life, he keeps building your life. That's what it means to trust in the Lord. But we all want to be Rajinigat. When God plats you, like, oh, it's painful. I don't want it. Remove it, remove it, remove it. When he allows crisis in your life and he strengthens you through that, oh, no, I don't want, I, I, I like the people with loose hairstyle, with, with carefree lifestyle. I like to hang out with people who are really enjoying freedom because this is not freedom. All the other stuff is freedom. Those people will bail out on you. They look like they are helping you. But they will bail out on you. The ones who say, hey, come, let's go to life group, da. They are plotting people. They want to stay focused through the word of God. We can still have fun, but in a safe zone, in the environment among God's community and through the word of God. Wednesday night, come on, life group, let's do it. But then, if you have a carefree and loose free life and somebody says, hey, let's go clubbing tonight. Let's go drink. Let's do that. Let's watch something else. Let's, I have some stuff. You know, this is real. This is what people go through. Let's just spend an extra little time outside just doing what we used to do for old time's sake. For old time's sake. And you let go of yourself into that. And you think that is helping you, but it's not. It's like a guy, once he was, you know, there was a, there was a helicopter going. A storm hit the helicopter. The propeller is, you know, damaged. Helicopter is going down. There's only one parachute and three guys. And this guy jumped right into the parachute put it on him and he's ready to jump on the two other guys hey what are you doing man what are you doing and he's like hey chill relax I'm going to jump and find help and I'm going to get back <laughs> they're like oh okay okay but point out, point out, go go and he jumped with the parachute that's what it's like when you hang around with people who live a carefree lifestyle they look like they are helping you. They look like they have a parachute. They give you fake promises. They give you and tell you things. But they are loose ends. 
Nothing is coming out of it. But when you trust in God, when you trust in God, he will not let you down. Now in the second part of that uh, verse, verse 31, he says, but those who trust in the Lord will find what? New strength. What is new strength? A strength that you never had before. A strength that you've never had before. A strength that is beyond you. A strength that you cannot control. A strength that you cannot define. That's God's strength. There will be three effects of new strength. Do you want to know the three effects? It's in the second part of the words. It says, you will sow, they will sow high on wings like eagles. Effect number one. They will run and not grow weary. Effect number two. They will walk and not faint. They will soar high on wings like eagles. There's a picture of, of an eagle flying. And if you see it, it soars high. It stretches out. When an eaglet is first born, the mother kicks the eagle out of, the high, out of a high place. So the eagle, the newborn eaglet that has is, that is got no clue how to fly, is falling down. You know, it's flapping. It's got no idea. It's got no idea, but it's got wings. It's got everything in it. The nature of flying is in it, but it just doesn't know that yet. And if the eaglet does not get the flying right and is about to hit the ground, the, the mummy eagle will come right down and swoop up this eaglet and pick him back up on his wings. And he picks him back up and drops him. <laughs> Try again. And again he comes. Pick him back up. Drops him. Until he starts flying. Many times God does this with us. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I don't know what's going to happen. And you're crying, you're flapping like this eaglet. You're new to faith, you're new to Christian walk, you're new to so many things and you feel like this little baby Christian and you're flapping and God comes and swoops you up. He picks you and you're like, ah, oh, thank you Lord. And he drops you again. But he's teaching you something. He's teaching you something. He is teaching you. Because what he's teaching is that you are made in the image of God. You have my nature in you. You have my strength in you. You can soar high. You can fly high. That is who you are. That is how I made you to be. So when you are a baby Christian, you're a young Christian, God comes and he swoops you up. But then as time progresses, you mature a little bit and you become an adult Christian. And at that time, the effect is different. You will run. You will run. But you will not grow weary. You will run for God for so many things. But you will not grow weary. And you got to keep running. Sometimes you're running away from problems. Sometimes you're running into problems. You just don't know what's going on. You feel like one ended, another started, but keep running. You will not grow weary because the strength of the Lord is upon you. Maybe you've been a Christian for a very long time. You've done the soaring part. You've done the running part. And you've come to a place of 
maturity and you've started to walk with God. You've started to walk with God. And even when you're walking, his strength is with you. It says you will not faint. You can walk, but you will not faint. In all the stages, you are living under the strength of God. Amen.